1: You
0: really, really
1: want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com.
2: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.
3: Wait, I'm gonna clap, and maybe we clap, and then we know where it starts. One, two, three. <laughs> Why did you I clap look, so slowly?
2: I look crazy. I know. I What's know.
3: this mask?
2: I don't want to say because I don't want to spook the brand. Why? I just know they'll never advertise, so we'll look like cucks.
3: Yeah. Um, look at my champagne flute. Very cute. It's pink. It's so random. I don't know where it came from. This is like the first time I've ever seen it. (laughs) It appeared in your house for a momentous day. A very momentous day. We've had, feels like a never ending day because we both got up so early and watched um, in our respective homes, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's Oprah interview. And we thought instead of making you guys wait until Saturday, which is a lifetime away to get our reactions we would just take yeah we would just jump on in everyone needs to know what we think about this this is the good thing about
2: us being chaotic is that sometimes it's bad for you aka when episodes just don't appear (laughs) um however there is on occasion a surprise episode dropped from the heavens with no forewarning
3: yeah and it won't sound as good as our normal episodes because it won't be edited properly but that's fine because you guys know how it is
2: you know how it is so okay So much to unpack here. Let's unpack the lead up. I could not sleep last night. Me and Izzy were frantically texting, trying to come up with a game plan. Should we wake up at 3am? Should we try to get some sleep? Should we try and stay up? Is this insane? Should we get drunk as we watch it and FaceTime? And then record the episode straight after. Then record it straight afterwards. And then we thought that was really chaotic at 8am on a Monday. Um We did drink with mimosas. We did enjoy mimosas while (laughs) we watched it.
3: I'm drinking the rest of my bottle of champagne now. It's 4pm, so it's a more normal time now. We've had um, six hours to really digest what we saw. Um, We took notes as we were watching, and I feel in a better state of mind now. I woke up this morning so tired because I didn't sleep, because I kept having dreams about this interview.
2: I had sleep paralysis. (laughs) for the first time in years I woke up on my back in a frazzled state at like three in the morning and I rolled over but I didn't even roll over I sleep paralysis rolled over and saw Zach texting on his phone at 3am and I was like Zach what are you doing what are you doing um and then I blinked open and he was just asleep and I'd imagined it and he (laughs) said what and I said don't worry (laughs) Heaps of
3: people don't know that sleep paralysis, you literally see things. So you were like, imagine if you were seeing Oprah in the room, Oprah telling Girl King it's the best interview she's ever I done. I wish
2: I'd seen Oprah. I'd say, give me the cliff notes now because I can't wait four more hours to see you it. You saw
3: Zach like secretly sexting another girl.
2: Yeah, I know. That's what it was doing, my brain. But anyway, yeah. so I was very excited. And then before I started watching it, I had a moment of thinking just calm down because nothing can match how excited you are. Yes. But it kind of did.
3: I basically got fuck all sleep, woke up on the wrong side of the bed, was all like frazzled because it was a Monday morning. And I was like, I, I just have to, I just have to spend this morning watching Oprah. And then um, and then I was like, same as you. I thought, God, you're just such a freak. Like nothing is even going to be that explosive in this. I, I hadn't even, I couldn't open my emails because there were yeah, emails. Yeah, we, we put a blackout.
2: Lines on our own devices
3: yeah it didn't go on instagram i was like it was like literally my thumb just (laughs) kept hovering over instagram um it was really like killing me
2: and we both had technical difficulties because it's it's not it's not airing in the uk until this evening so a few hours from when we're recording and we just couldn't wait that long knowing it was out in the ether um So we had to mess around with VPNs. We're both like slightly technologically challenged. You found a weird Reddit link. Mm -hmm. It was a challenge, but we got there.
3: But we were both like, what could this possibly say that would be, that would live up to the hype? And then I um, afterwards looked on Twitter and a guy was like, this is one of those rare times where the like build up to an interview is less, is like, not as hyped as it should be
2: (laughs) like I feel like they did a really good job of not letting things leak of not having rumors spread that they talk about certain things if if they'd have mentioned any of the things they addressed in the interview as a leaked report about what the interview discussed it would have spoiled the whole thing it was like the perfect lead up um so for people
3: yeah so we're going to release, yeah, so we're going to release this Tuesday
2: morning so everyone
3: should have seen it already. We're just going to dive straight in. Perhaps should we go with, like, the kind of small things we didn't know that we're happy we now know, like the fact that they're having a girl?
2: Yeah, I feel like the first thing I just want to say is that I think we thought this would be a fun, jolly, joyful, jokey um, Recap, (laughs) And I think we both left that interview feeling very heavy and sad and that it's actually um, a much bigger, sadder, more depressing scenario than we thought. Mm. So I guess that's the first thing I want to say is that I thought I would bounce out of it with lots of laughs and lots of funny moments and Oprah definitely laid it on thick on occasion, but it was actually just a really good piece of journalism about what is actually like an international scandal
3: yeah and we we were laughing a lot at the start like it was so funny how um Megan basically she gets on Oprah and um they have this little she's like Oprah's like thank you for coming on here and telling me your story and Meg's like thanks for inviting me by the way And then Meg goes, uh, um, Meg was talking about the royal wedding and she said she slept through the night before the royal wedding. I was like, I didn't even sleep the night before this.
2: (laughs) I don't believe you unless you had a severe dosage of CBD
3: gummies beforehand. And then Megan being like, "Um, I've never looked up my husband online. I was like. That's a lie. Like
2: I was reading Piers Morgan's, like, outraged, ridiculous column. Ugh. And he said, she's obviously lying that she hadn't Googled Prince Harry, so why should we believe anything she said? I was like, one point on which you are correct. <laughs> Piers Morgan, <laughs> yeah. the only point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course you Googled Prince Harry when you started dating him.
3: Yeah. And then um, it was really cute when she was telling how she learned how to curtsy because she was going to... A house and then um, Harry found out like on the drive there that the queen was going to be there and so she was googling how to curtsy and then um, they got outside the car and she was trying to learn how to curtsy in the courtyard with um, Prince Harry and she said that Fergie came out and was like okay ready do you know how to curtsy and she goes oh my goodness you guys
2: that's really cute
3: I was like yeah it was so she really cute. painted a picture and then she said I don't remember it like she had like a, a mind blank when she
2: curtsy and when Oprah was like you She was like, um, at your wedding, thanks for inviting me, by the way. um, I know. (laughs) She was like, you floated in. And then she said, were you even in your body when that happened?
3: I know. (laughs) And Megan was like,
2: like, no. Um, But I wrote down the phrase, I just love rescuing, which I've now remembered was in regards to Megan talking about her rescue chickens. And she was like, I just love rescuing.
3: (laughs) They spent far too much time in that chicken coop.
2: (laughs) Archie's chicken in. I was like, And they kept just like...
3: The juxtaposition between, like, the interview and then them just being in the chicken coop all the time. I was like, we don't need this. It's
2: random. And the first time they showed it, it just kind of pulled out and Harry was just sitting in the corner of the chicken coop. And I was like, what? (laughs) It was crazy. (laughs) Was he hiding from the cameras? Okay, can we just quickly take a moment to uh, pat ourselves on the back for all the things we got right about our predictions for this interview, which is... Mm -hmm. Glowing pregnant Megan in skinny jeans and boots and a button down white shirt get taking it. Oprah through her backyard. Nailed it. We didn't get the chicken coop right, but we got <laughs>
3: <laughs> Who would have who would have thought? But we talked about the dogs, the dogs are in it. Oh, and that that really cute black and white video of um them with Archie on the
2: beach. That was really cute. He's got a good like, mop of black hair on him. Little muffin. I know.
3: Yeah, I love as well when Oprah, so the start was all like the funny stuff and then it got serious. But at the start, Oprah was like, oh, you know, all the headlines, like how you're Hurricane Megan. And Megan was like, I hadn't heard that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) She's like telling her all the shit people said about her and she hadn't even heard it. I didn't think Oprah would go in as gnarly as she did. She really took no prisoners. I agree with her assessment that it was her best interview to date, but that might be recency bias no me too i think
3: she i think she had to she would have gotten slammed if she didn't Mm. because i yeah i was kind of shocked when she was going in so hard on prince harry she didn't really go that hard on megan but it's because
2: megan was she just let nothing off the hook like if they if they were loosey-goosey about something she'd be like who's racist (laughs) who bullied you like she was very (laughs) direct she didn't let them wriggle off
3: the first big bombshell, which had me when and this you happened, squealing, we literally screamed, I screamed. We were like,
2: "Oh my fucking god!" <laughs> Is when
3: Megan was talking about how all the stories came out before the wedding that Kate, she had made Kate Middleton cry about some bridesmaid dresses, and Megan just casually goes,
2: "Actually, the reverse happened," and I screamed. I literally flipped a table. I've never yeah. been so blown away by a TV moment, and because. Throwback to the first ever episode of Afterwork Drinks. You knew through Friends, You set, you. we nearly broke this story globally yeah. because this was after the wedding. You had heard this story through Friends that Megan had made Kate cry over a bride's. It's a very specific tale. Bridesmaid dressy. Bridesmaid, which is the little kids in royal weddings, dress fitting issue. Kate ends up mm-hmm. in tears. And I said, Izzy, we have to cut this. We can't put this. No one's reported it anywhere else. Royal yeah, family it might It hadn't been like, reported in the media yet. No one had reported it in the media. And then six months later or eight months later, it came out in the media just as this barrage of negative press came out about Meghan. And you said we should have said this at the time because we would have broken the story.
3: No, because I would have been like Piers Morgan and I would have gotten it wrong. And thank God because... But I don't even know how that was so wrong. But anyway. Just backward. Um, Yeah, it was just backward. But um, Megan didn't even let it slide there. She started being like, yeah, it's just so weird that um, seven months later this came out, but it was about me, dot, dot, dot. Like, you know, she was very much like, why didn't anyone in the institution stop this rumor? Everyone knew it wasn't true. Everyone knew it was the other way
2: around. How did that happen? And she said that Kate... She said it was so, she wouldn't go into specific details, but she said the incident was so bad that Kate had to send her flowers and a card apologizing for her behavior. Crazy. That's gnarly. And then um, Oprah said, (laughs) did Kate welcome you into the family? And Meg just went quiet and said, everyone was, you know, welcoming. (laughs) Really? I missed that. Yeah. She, she like didn't directly say she just said yeah everyone was nice when I first met them kind of vibe
3: and then how um
2: I see I see (laughs) so I see (laughs) um what
3: are you drinking takes a sip of your I'm drinking is he I'm drinking straight vodka (laughs) are you wow (laughs) the last time you drank straight vodka you um fell asleep in our friend's kitchen bench at 7 p.m yeah, I know. I am
2: treading into dangerous territory. But um, I had no wine in the house, and I'm trying not to deliver wine to my house anymore. Yeah, I know. A I'm, I'm in a I'm personal gonna, principle. I'm going to cancel <laughs>
3: Deliveroo Plus in a minute because this is just getting out of hand. But then, um, what's her face? Oprah was talking about the avocado toast thing, and I think Megan's best line in the whole two hour special. So basically, if it, Obviously, you guys have all seen this, but if you haven't, Oprah says, um, talks about how like when Kate Middleton ate avocado toast, everyone was like, oh, Kate Middleton, so relatable, eating avocado toast. And when Megan did, they like related it to the fact that avocados had come from like a war torn country and she was like eating blood toast, basically. And Megan um, said, huh, that's a loaded piece of toast. And then Oprah started laughing and Megan started laughing. And I was like, Megan has said this line.
2: Upwards of 10 times. She said it before and she definitely had a sort of proud look after she said it. Yeah, like she she's was so cute. confused with herself. Yeah. Um, I also wrote, That's a loaded piece of toast. Oh, <laughs> <words>. Of course. <laughs> okay, so the first bombshell was the Kate Middleton uh, discussion, which I. I we said I said do you think she'll talk about Kate Middleton and you were like no way it's too it's too dangerous territory but they went in within the first ten minutes I do want to say quickly that I can just sense people will be like oh I thought Megan was a bitch but it turns out Kate Middleton is a bitch and like that is just not the vibe that anyone should be embracing I think that no you um, not not
3: necessary in the day. <laughs>
2: We do bully another I woman. Just, I but... just mean th- from everything that Meghan Markle has said about this institution, it sounds like it's very, very difficult for women who uh, yeah, marry into it. So I think there's a lot we're not hearing about Kate Middleton's own experience and that maybe mm. the way Kate Middleton has behaved, if she has indeed behaved in a certain way to Meghan Markle, is probably informed by her own experience in that institution and she's not given an opportunity to speak. So I think everyone should just be a little bit careful before. Also... Condemning. Every
3: one of us. We we've talked at length so many times about women in the workplace and um the weird dynamics it is. And every one of us has had a situation where someone else has come in and made us feel threatened and made us feel less beautiful and less um smart and less exciting and less blah blah. And like Megan was like the hottest thing on the blog. You would just you would just and she's such an outspoken feminist and really um, comes from a different country where she's been like in a different life background where she thought where she was raised to think it was okay to speak and talk like that Kate from the get-go was dating William since she was like a teenager and knew that like as part of the royal family you can't have any political beliefs you can't identify as a feminist, you can't be outspoken and then having Megan coming and then doing that, Kate's probably like, oh fuck.
2: Yeah, and even the fact that Megan Markle's been working in the entertainment industry forever, she's so media savvy. I can imagine that if you're someone like Kate who is kind of was just a kind of normal person who married into this thing and really doesn't have the skills to like convey themselves to the media in a very specific way. I'm not saying that's um it's disingenuous that Megan's doing. I just think, you know, that, that charisma she has comes from years where she's been used to being on camera and talking to journalists and interacting with strangers and fans and stuff. She was very, uh, prepared for the limelight to a higher degree than someone like Kate Middleton. So I think they're just like such different cases that you can see.
3: Yeah. It was even interesting how Megan was talking about how she's obviously come from Hollywood. She would be at parties with famous people all the time. She was at like red carpet events and she was like that. I thought that that prepared me for the royal family, but the royal family is just so different. Even her, when she said she was in the car on the way to meet the queen and Harry was like, do you know how to curtsy? And she was like, huh? I thought that was like what we did at uh, like engagements and public things. I didn't realize I would walk in and have to curtsy to your grandma. I didn't realize I would have to
2: call her Her Majesty the Queen all the time and realize how intense this was exactly and even that thing about megan getting no training at all i found that that was such a throwaway line and i found that but so also staggering. the funniest part about that was how oprah had said do you guys watch the crowd and they were
3: kind of like hmm yeah kind of a bit not really <laughs> and then um megan was like it's not like you see in the tv shows and movies where you get royal training i was like megan are you talking about the crown season four episode three where emma Corrin as princess diana gets royally
2: trained because we've all seen yes. it and we all know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah.
0: here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or Um, sleepnumber.com. Yeah, I found that
2: it was a really good insight into what it was like for her behind the scenes, because that's wild. I assume she would have gone through an absolute rigmarole... Months long elocution and curtsy training and thing training and all that stuff that you saw in the crown. She never know the uh, British national anthem and had to Google it.
3: Googled a lot of things except for her prince.
2: Yeah. Look, um, we love Meg, but we're not letting that one slide. <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> not true.
3: <laughs> um. I love Megan mentioning Humphrey Yoghurt again. And then let's get into like the more. I think that was the last fun thing. Oh, and them them saying that they were considering moving to New Zealand. Massive.
2: I said, Izzy. Massive. That's exciting <laughs> yeah. for you. You could have been neighbours with them. Maybe. They'd definitely have hung out with Cindy if they were over there. Cindy and Clark. Yeah, they would have, wouldn't they? A missed opportunity. Um, Yeah, so she threw, threw in working at Humphrey yoghurt and then you reminded me that you nearly (laughs) went there when you were in LA
3: (laughs) I was like I need to do some investigative journalism and go to Humphrey yogurt but it was up in like Burbank and I couldn't be bothered with the with the $20 uber
2: (laughs) um yeah that was kind of the last fun moment everything took like an extremely dark turn at that point um starting with what I think will be the biggest uh it seems already has been the biggest media fallout from the interview, and I think will continue to be, which is allegations of institutional racism within the royal family, speaking specifically to very high-tier members, member or members, Harry and Meghan said slightly different things on that, um, who had inquired about slash raised concern about how dark Archie's skin would be. Um, which I can't believe I'm so saying fucking crazy. It's, that's a bombshell revelation.
3: And then on top of that, so it was like there were concerns over how dark Archie's skin might be. Archie so the reports had come out that Megan and Harry had decided not to give Archie a royal title such as Prince, but really the royal family denied him a royal title. At the same time that means he gets no security so their son wouldn't be protected at all by the royal family because they're deciding not to give him a title. It's, ab- it's actually so fucked up. And Megan was just like, okay, yes, I would like him to have a title for his security, but also, as my son, I don't want him to be the only one out of the Queen's grandchildren to not have the same title as his cousins. That's absolutely wild. Imagine being that kid and being like, why aren't I a prince? Oh... Sorry, honey, it's because you're mixed race and your family's racist and don't really want you.
2: That So that they didn't come out and say it directly, but it was very, very, very obviously the connotation they made was that as this kind of horrible comment had been made about what Archie's skin tone might look like, they had been told by the higher-ups in the palace that uh, the, there was a change of protocol around titles. Usually the grandchild of the monarch is always a prince or princess and as uh, Archie is the grandchild of Charles who will be king at some point he should have been given the prince title and then they said that there was a change apparently all title changes are approved of and signed off on by the queen so that's why this is going to turn into and has already turned into a bit of a scandal because if archie was snubbed the queen signed off on it and then the question becomes why and if that's accompanying accusations that racist comments were made about him and obviously were made about her and above all i think that the royal family has never condemned the racist treatment of megan in the media combined with this stuff it's really 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 bad look that's the That's the major
3: takeaway as well, that you you kind of until Harry and Meghan are sitting there pointing it out. It's like the palace releases statements about the most mundane, ridiculous stuff all the time, denying things and setting the record straight about things. And not once this whole time did they ever speak out about the treatment of Meghan, which is just so... And it's
2: very telling about... So sad. Either where their priorities lie or how out of touch they are about this conversation. Um, which comes back to that kind of thing we've talked about in the past where, you know, you see companies and institutions making very transparent statements about LGBTQ rights or about uh, racism or anti-racism and you you feel like they're just PR moves and they're a bit cringy and awkward. But the fact that the the so-called firm, the Royal Family, aren't even – uh, clued in enough to do something to look after Meghan and Harry for, their, their own, for the protection of their own image is so telling of how out of touch they are. And I think the backlash to Prince William and Kate Middleton, more so than the crying at the wedding thing, because who even knows what happened there, um, will be that they as the young, quote unquote, other modern royals didn't do anything it's not like it was the young royals versus the old royals Mm. it's that Harry and Meghan were completely left Mm. on their own
3: yeah it's also so like me and you how you said last week on the podcast that you were jealous of your mum because she got to live Martin Bashir's Princess Diana (laughs) interview in real time and this felt like a similar moment which it has literally been now after watching it But it's just so crazy that literally 25 years ago, Princess Diana couldn't be sitting there saying, I joined the royal family. I had no support. I was suffering from bulimia and severe depression and anxiety and suicidal ideation. She tried to, she literally tried to take her own life multiple occasions, is what she said in that BBC interview. Had no support from the palace, even though she was one of the most beloved and still is one of the most beloved people they've ever had which helps keep the monarchy alive they just did the exact same thing 25 years later to the same person and even prince harry brought up the crown again bless his little soul saying that their tour of australia and new zealand was when megan was really successful and when the palace realized how successful and how loved she was they turned against her just like they did with diana i was like are you guys fucking on
2: crack That's wild that he said that as well because it's such a pointed accusation. But, yeah, he basically said that he's such a little angel, especially when you think of how emasculated Charles seemed to be by Diana's popularity and about how Mm. he punished her for being charismatic and likable and empathetic and sweet and gorgeous. Um, Harry said you couldn't – what did he say? It was really sweet. He was like, you couldn't have asked for a better asset to the Commonwealth than her he was like she just yeah, dove into yeah. it head first everyone fell in love with her she put so much effort and time and enthusiasm into winning people over and into listening to people and making people feel uh valued and listened to and heard and etc cetera, etc cetera. and she was again just just punished for that for doing a, a better job than people thought she would do and
3: even just like me considered the Commonwealth is a majority non-white population just even if you don't even if you you are racist think about how positive this could benefit your like monarchy which already people are questioning whether it should exist and the only reason people are pro it is because of the queen and when the queen dies it'll be charles and everyone's like that's so boring and then they lose the two fucking dynamic cool people um and it's just sad because it's like what Harry said, at least those two had each other and they also had an escape of being able to go to the US,
2: which Diana didn't have. I think there were just really fascinating things, moments as well where they're just really good to make you think about the way media portrays uh, women especially. Um, Where Megan was saying that there was one point where she wanted to go have lunch with some of her friends and the palace just said, that's not a good idea. You're everywhere right now. I just think we should try and keep... Uh, media coverage to a minimum and then she said I've left the house twice in four months and she there was this whole media storm going on around her where everyone felt like she was constantly in their faces but for her she was just sitting only seeing Harry every day in this um granted gilded beautiful palace but as we saw in the crown season four you know if you're left there by yourself with absolutely no connections none of your friends no one to see or speak to it kind of doesn't matter what your surroundings look like the public constantly felt like they were having megan shoved down their throats but how she had nothing to do with that she was barely Mm. ever doing anything yeah
3: i also found it so um i really liked that they clarified things about their move to the u.s you know how everyone was saying oh they've moved to the u.s and done all this random spotify and netflix deals and they were literally like the only reason we are doing Spotify and Netflix deals is because we got cut off entirely when they were in Canada and the daily mail had printed their exact location. The Royal family cut off their entire security, which people in the UK were having a go about it because, uh, I think the security is paid from taxpayers money. So it was like this big thing when they left the, when they stepped down as senior Royals about who was paying that money. But Harry as Prince Harry as who he is should always have protection from the Royal family. And they cut him off. Yeah, because he didn't uh, sign yeah. up
2: to it. Like he was just born. And they, with they cut it, him off
3: completely. Yeah. Um, so they had to quickly, like, f- the COVID COVID happened, and they had to quickly boost over to the US stay at Tyler Perry's house randomly, and then figure out how to get money to pay for twenty four hour round-the-clock security for their family.
2: Yeah, I, it was good to get that explanation because everything they did seemed to be like this kind of random diving from X random. to Y to Z and it sounded like that was actually what was mm. going on behind the scenes. I do think obviously there's, uh, a, you know, it was a bit awkward in the interview whenever money was discussed and obviously that's understandable because it is awkward like tyler perry's house is worth 60 million and they were basically like we just needed a safe haven we had nothing you know like there was there was definitely you know speaking from a time where we're in a pandemic and there's like such massive economic struggle for everyone i feel like a lot of the backlash around it that i've seen as people saying oh woe is me i had to sign a netflix deal because daddy cut me off like i think they are aware of that and they did kind of go to lengths to try and make that as unawkward as possible. But it's kind of inescapable when you're talking about royalty and $150 million deals and stuff. I guess it is hard
3: because it's, like, quite limited in what they can do and when they can, um, like they would probably be worried about how relevant they'll be in a few years time and making money exactly. like megan probably doesn't want like it would it'd would be so bad if megan went back to acting to make money and she probably doesn't have that much money from suits and then me and then harry only has the money his mum left him which is going to run out pretty quickly if they're paying for round the clock security so you would be like fuck and just grabbing at straws and like yes you're very privileged to have those opportunities.
2: Yeah. it's And they said as well, which I think is just such a good point, where they just said, you know, you have people, they didn't say them by name, but, you know, people like Eugenie and Beatrice who are like Zara Tindall and people like that, people who are members of the royal family but who live their own completely independent lives and are occasionally called upon to perform... to perform royal duties or to attend royal events. They basically said, can't we come up with a setup like that? So you keep your titles, you keep your ties to the family. You know, they're probably going to end up doing more than those people who got to keep their titles do in any given year in terms of the events that they'll go to or the things that they'll be involved in. And yet they they weren't allowed to be given that setup, which it actually does just feel unfair when that's what they want to do and when like you say their options to do anything else are so limited
3: um okay there is probably a lot more that's going to come out in the media like this hasn't even aired in the uk yet um apparently the royal family didn't stay up to watch it on a vpn but they got briefed by their staff this morning which would have been a chaotic meeting to be in but we are going to continue this conversation um and talk a bit more about it in this week's ep we just wanted to give you guys a bit of a taster and a bit of our initial feedback um but before we carry on for three hours as we want to do we will leave you there grace is gonna
2: scull her straight vodka and me my champagne Knock myself out and watch the interview probably two more times tonight <laughs> yeah yeah a great i'm Monday. definitely gonna watch along as it's aired in the UK. Oh, me too. Yeah, Yeah, we're going to watch again
3: tonight. Let's do it. We should do a drinking game. God. Every time Oprah says... What? Wait, what did
2: Oprah say? (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) We take a shot. Okay, Okay, we'll see you on Saturday. (laughs) Bye.
1: Bye.